Thanks, Rachel. It's quite hot in here, isn't it? So I thought we'd have a quick quiz to um, help us wake up. Um, just some pictures going to appear on the screen, but they've got a bit messed up, a bit broken into pieces. I wonder if you can help me put them back together, work out what they are. So, Josh, let's have the first one. What is this? What is it a picture of? Shout out. Thank you. Let's look, it's Big Ben. Thank you very much. Second one. What is this? A picture of. Bit closer than Big Ben. A couple of people think they know. Shout it out. Well done. It's the Grafton Centre. Next one. What is this? What is this? Shout it out. It's Christchurch, well done. And last one, what is this? Little bit bigger. Shout out. It is. It's the world. Thank you. You were quite good at that, but it, it can be hard, can't it, to, to make sense of things when they're broken, when they're jumbled, when they're, when they're in a mess. And you know, the Bible tells us that that's what our world's like. It's broken. It's in a mess. It's broken not into little bits like in the pictures, but it's broken by sin. That's why sad and hard things happen. That's why people get ill and they die. That's why things so often go wrong. Our world is broken and we we can't fix it. But amazingly, Paul's been telling us in chapter 8 of Romans that God can fix it. And God will. The God who made the world has a perfect plan through Jesus to one day put the world right. To fix everything that's broken. To put right everything that's gone wrong. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for God to do that, life can be hard. Life can hurt. It can feel like a mess. And in our bit from Romans 8 today, Paul's going to tell us that praying can be hard too. It can be hard for us to pray, especially when things feel like they're all messed up. So we're going to look at at that bit from Romans 8 in a second. But first, we're going to watch Connie as she tries to pray. And we're going to see what happens. Okay, right. Let's give this a go on speaker. Welcome to the Heavenly Helpline. Your prayer is very important to us. Okay, that's fantastic. I would like All to of our operators are busy at the moment. Please hold until someone is available. Okay, well, I guess lots of people must be praying. Right. It's all gone very quiet. Hello? Someone still there? Your prayer is very important to us. Right. All of our operators are busy at the moment. Please hold until someone is available. 
Sorry. Please say your name now so that your prayer can be processed. Uh, Connie. Did you say Bonnie? No, Connie. I'm sorry, we could not understand you. Please try entering your name using the keypad. C-O-N-N-I-E. Right, okay. Thank you, Connie. Your prayer is now in a queue. Please hold. Here we go again. thought all this technology was supposed to make things quicker and easier. Your prayer is now ready to be heard. Please say your prayer now. Right. Um, well, you see, it's, it's my friend Sally. She's, she's really ill at the moment, and she's struggling, and she needs some help. And I was hoping that, um, well, I'm not really sure what to pray for. I, I really want her to get better, um, for things to, to get easier for her, but maybe that's the wrong thing to be praying for. Maybe, maybe I should be praying that she would have the strength to keep going in her struggles and to become more like Jesus and um, just keep trusting. Um, oh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, it's hard to know what's best. I just, I know that she needs help and I'm I can't do it. And... You have exceeded the maximum word limit for your prayer. Your prayer could not be processed today. Please try calling back later. But, oh, what's the use? Poor Connie. It's frustrating, wasn't it? Trying to pray, but stuck on hold. Line, all quiet. Wondering if anyone's actually there. And being told, your prayer is very important to us, but didn't seem like that, did it? Did you believe it? When they kept her waiting and waiting, when they didn't even recognize her name, didn't seem like anyone cared at all. And then she finally gets a chance, and then she gets in a muddle. She's not sure what she should be praying, and she gets cut off. Now, of course, it's silly, isn't it? We all know praying's not like that. You don't need a phone to pray. You don't pray to some special helpline. You just talk to God. But I wonder if our prayer can ever feel a bit like Connie's. I wonder, do you, do you ever sit and pray when it's all quiet? I wonder, is God actually there? Or am I just talking to myself? Or, or do you ever sit and pray and wonder, does God care about what you're praying for? I mean, you care. It's important to you, but does God care? Or does he have lots of other things to bother about that are more important? Or do you ever sit and pray and wonder, am I praying the right thing? When you're praying about a problem in our broken world that's sad and hard and confusing, do you ever get in a muddle, not sure what you should be praying? Adults, I just want you to be brave for a minute for the children. Let's have a look at the questions on the screen and put your hand up if you ever wonder one of those things when you're praying. 
We do, don't we? Do put your hands down. It can be hard to pray, especially when we're living in a world full of sad and hard and broken things. It can be hard to pray. And God knows that we find it hard. And in a minute, we're going to be hearing from God's word in the Bible, hearing what he's done to help us. But before that, we're going to sing a song. It's a song that reminds us who God is. It reminds us that he's a God that loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross so that all the wrong things we do to make that broken world a worse place, to take those sins far, far away. It's a song with actions. Hope you might join in with it. Let's stand as the music starts and we're going to sing. Well done. Do sit down. We're going to have our Bible reading now, and Joanna Eng is going to come and read it for us. The Bible verses today are from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 to 27. This can be found on page 1135 in the Church Bibles. Reading from Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercede for us through the wordless groans, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Brilliant. Thank you, Joanna. That's really well read. It's hard to pray in a messed up broken world. And God knows it's hard. And this passage from the Bible, it tells us that he's done something about it. He's sent someone. Who? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And, and what's he come to do? Well, this passage tells us three amazing things. Here they are, but They've got a bit mixed up, a bit jumbled, just like our prayer can be. So hopefully we can unjumble them together. I know a few people have been thinking about this. Any ideas what the first one is? Go on, Noah. It's help, thank you. Lewis is going to unjumble it for us. In verse 26, Paul tells us, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Do you ever sit and pray and wonder if God is actually there? Well, yes, he is. When we feel weak, when we need him, he's not somewhere far away at the end of some dodgy helpline. He's right there with us by his spirit. And he's there to help us. We can't see him. We can't hear him. But he's there. God knows that prayer is hard. So, you know, every time we pray, his spirit is right there with us. 
I wonder if you have a friend. Go on, think of someone. Someone you really like. Someone you really trust. When you have a problem, when you're in trouble, isn't it great if you don't have to deal with it on your own? If, if you have someone who's right there with you, who can help. Well, amazingly, if you're a Christian, you always have the best possible friend right there with you. Whenever you're in trouble, whenever you try to pray, God's Spirit there to help. And the verse goes on. He says, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Intercedes, that just means he prays. How does the Holy Spirit help when we're weak and struggling? He prays for us, even while we're praying. So do you know, you never, ever pray by yourself. Even when it seems like you're all alone, you always have the most amazing prayer partner praying right there with you. The Holy Spirit, he's there and he helps. That's our first word. What about the second one? What about the second one? Go on, Tom. Well done. It's groans. Fantastic. The Spirit groans. That's strange, isn't it? I mean, but, it, but it's what our Bible reading says. It says, have a look at it, the Spirit prays for us through wordless groans. if you ever groan. I bet you do. I bet you do. Go on, just for a second, turn to the person next to you and give them your very best groan. Go on. Wow, some of you are pretty good at that. I can see that you have plenty of practice. Um, This week in the church office, the photocopier broke. So here's Ben groaning. When do you groan? Something's unfair. Oh, mum, it's so unfair. Or something's hard. Oh, this man's question is too hard. Or when you stub your toe and you're in pain. Oh, it really, really hurts. We groan when we're struggling. We groan when we're hurting. So, why does God, the Holy Spirit, groan? Well, he groans because we're groaning. In our messed up world, there there are lots of things that hurt, that make us sad and confused. Something goes wrong. Someone gets ill. Someone's mean. And we groan. Because we hurt. In fact, Paul was told us earlier in Romans 8 that the whole creation, the whole world groans because it's broken by sin. And now, Paul tells us here amazingly that the spirit groans too. God groans. So when you sit there and you pray about something that that makes you really sad, does God care? Yes. He cares so much. He's right there with us by his spirit. He doesn't put us on hold and 
forget all about us. He's right there. And he's groaning. He's feeling all our pain and all our sadness as he prays right there alongside us. Isn't that encouraging? To know that God cares about our prayers, cares about us that much, that it makes him groan as he waits with us for the day where we'll put it all right. Okay, two down, one to go. What's our final words? Gone, Jack. Well done. It's no, it's not Snoke, it's nose. Because Paul tells us we often don't know what's best to pray for. So we get ourselves in a muddle, just like Connie did in our drama. We don't know the best thing to pray. But the Spirit, he does know. The end of our passage says this, the Spirit intercedes, he prays, the Spirit prays for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And that just means he knows. God's Spirit knows what's best to pray. He knows how God wants to work in that problem that we're praying about. Maybe making it go away. Or maybe using that problem to change us, to make us more like Jesus. We don't know, but the Spirit does know. The Spirit knows the best, pray to, the best prayer to pray, and he prays it in our hearts where we can't hear, even when we're praying. But maybe that sounds funny, because... God, by his spirit, he's praying, and God is also the one who's listening. So, is God talking to himself, telling him something that he already knows? That's a hard one, isn't it? It's hard to get our heads around. And you know, sometimes God is hard to get our heads around. He's that big. But I think he wants us to know this. Because I think he wants us to realize that God loves us so much that he doesn't just want to listen to our prayers. He wants to be right there with us when we pray. Praying the very best thing for us. But if the spirit knows the right thing to pray, but I just get in a total muddle whenever I try to pray, well, should I not bother to pray? Just give up and let the spirit do the praying instead? Well, not at all. That's not what God wants at all. God loves to hear our prayers. He loves us to talk to him. Even when we get in a muddle, even when we say the wrong thing. You know, when my children want to talk to me, I love it most of the time. I do. Not because they always say the right thing. Quite often they don't. I love it because they're my children and I love them. 
The Bible doesn't tell us about the Spirit praying for us to make us stop praying, but to keep us praying. Keep praying, because it's never a waste of time. Because we're never on our own when we pray. Because we have the perfect prayer partner, the Holy Spirit, right there with us, helping us to pray. Keep praying. Because God cares so much about our prayers that he's there groaning with us when things hurt, when things make us feel sad. Keep praying because it doesn't matter if we pray the wrong thing. God knows what's best and his spirit is praying that back to him and he's ready to answer. The spirit does want to change us when we pray. He does want to change our hearts and make our prayers more like his prayers. But in the meantime, God loves to hear what you have to say. He loves to know what matters to you. So will you keep praying, even when it's hard, even when things seem like they're in a total mess? Because God is right there with us when we pray. Let me say a prayer for us. Father God, this is an amazing thing. That you would love us that much that you don't just hear our prayers, but that you come and pray them with us. Thank you that you are an amazing, loving God. And Father, help us. Will that truth encourage us to pray to you all the more? In Jesus' name, amen.